The following is a presentation of the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Center, a better place to get better. Welcome to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey, a weekly presentation with guests, ideas, information, and fun designed to improve your life from 100.7 WHUD. Hi, it's Casey. Happy Thanksgiving weekend. When I make a list of the things I am most grateful for, this show is high on the list. Being able to share these stories with you is my joy. So whether you're listening on the radio or catching the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud or CaseyRadio.com, I really appreciate you tuning in. Now, have you ever thought of writing a book? Is there a story in you that needs to be told? Today you will meet a woman who wants to hear your story, author Susan Koenig, wife of comedian Dave Koenig. Susan has started a publishing company. She also has a trilogy of very funny mommy tales to share. And for reasons Susan will explain, I always think of her when I see Roadkill. Well, Casey, we've known each other a long time, and my first book was called Why Animals Sleep So Close to the Road and Other Lies I Tell My Children. So I think that's what you're thinking of. Oh, my goodness. And every time, you know, I see a poor raccoon or whatever, I think, I wonder how Susan's doing. It's just sleeping. It's just, it just is not afraid of cars. It lay down for a little while. When we moved to the Hudson Valley from New York City, our kids had never seen roadkill. And so that was the story I made up when my daughter actually asked me that question. She was about five years old. Why do animals sleep so close to the road? <laughs> oh, brilliant. Brilliant. <laughs> and now your new book is Teenagers and Toddlers Are Trying to Kill Me. Do you have both? Well, you know, it's a journey. It's a journey. They're really adorable when they're asking you about roadkill and they're five years old and then they grow up, you know, and then I had a middle book, Casey, called I Wear the Maternity Pants in this family because after having three kids under five and thinking I was done, um, I had our fourth child at age 43. So that deserved a whole new book. So I have quite the 11 year spread from our 21-year-old daughter down to our 10-year-old. Mommy, 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 mommy. (laughs) But the uh, Teenagers and Toddlers Are Trying to Kill Me was really inspired by, you know, having both ends of the spectrum, and three of our kids were teenagers at the same time, and then our now 10-year-old was toddling around at that point, and I was going to kindergarten meetings as this extremely old mom, and I was dealing with my daughter's obsession with vampire books, and uh, my son playing on the football team and it would just you know everything that a mom could go through I felt like I was going through simultaneously wow (laughs) wow I mean talk about stretched in every direction teenagers and toddlers are trying to kill me the new book by Susan Koenig now you're so much more than an author you really are an entertainer of sorts well thank you for saying so you know um, I'm married to an entertainer my husband Dave I think you know is a comedian and there's a lot of humor in our house, so you kind of have to stay on top of your game. But I enjoy going out. I do a lot of readings and signings of my books. And my stories resonating with people like you and my neighbors in the Hudson Valley came around to me starting my own publishing company because I found that people, some people had stories and they couldn't get published. And then some people, even like me, I had published two books and I couldn't get my third book out there. So I thought, well, heck, I can do this myself. Wow. And so you did, because after you've raised teenagers and toddlers, you can do anything. Well, you know, I feel like I've never been as busy as once I was a mother. Professionally, I just started writing more and more. And in fact, 
obviously, they were my topic. And I was a newspaper columnist, and then those columns turned into books. And now I want to help other people, um, especially women, tell their stories. But I've found a couple of funny men, too, that I, I want to uh, do books with. So I'm, I'm starting with a small list, and we've got some really, really good books coming out from my company, Willow Street Press. Willow Street Press, and how could writers get in touch with you? Well, willowstreetpress.com is my website, and anybody can just send me an email there. It's not like there's a bunch of submission guidelines yet. It's been pretty organic. I just, the six people that I'm publishing in the next year just kind of came to me. Either they were comedians I knew, like my husband, who has a darkly comic novel, like our friend Tom Cotter, who was the finalist on America's Got Talent. Sure, I know he's been on your him. show. Yeah. He's our Rockland County neighbor. He's written a very funny joke book that I'll be publishing. And um, a lot of people I know I'm publishing, but then even one inspiring mom from California came to me through social media and said, I have a story to tell. And I read it and I said, heck, you do. And uh, I'll be publishing that. So on willowstreetpress.com, we'll be announcing all this really exciting stuff. All right. Sounds great. And I hope this doesn't prevent you from writing more because we need more from you. No, well, the Motherhood Trilogy is available on Amazon, and I have these cute new reissued paperbacks that all match, so it's a great Christmas gift. Absolutely. And, uh, no, you'll be hearing from me in the future for sure, Casey. I want to know about your husband's book, because we met over lunch the other day, and you just told me a little bit about it. Talk about a story. Well... It's a great novel, which kills me because he's a stand-up comedian. I'm supposed to be the writer. Right. And he writes this brilliant novel. But it's a darkly comic novel set in New York City in the 1970s. And it's kind of like the Bowery Boys on the edgy darkness of society. There's a, a gang of teenagers on the loose. And you know what New York City was like in the 1970s. Yeah, you didn't, want, you didn't go there alone. No, and it's a great novel. It's coming out just after New Year's, and it's called Good Luck, Mr. Gorski. Good Luck, Mr. Gorski. Very yeah. nice, very <laughs> nice. I love it. All right, so what are you and your house full of kids going to do this holiday season? Well, we've got turkey and aunts and uncles. Everything's at my house, which is great because then I don't have to, you know, get organized. And everyone's coming here, the grandma, all kids. Two of my kids are in college now, so they'll be home. And I got the younger ones here. We got the dog, the cat, the turtle. (laughs) So it's going to be plenty busy. Right. And you're going to have a lot of new material. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'll have another chapter by the end of Thanksgiving Day. Susan Koning, again, where can people reach you? WillowStreetPress.com is the best way, and I'm on Twitter at Susan Koenig. Perfect. Anything else our listeners need to know? I think that people should think about the stories they want to tell, because even if you never publish a book, you have a story to tell. Write it down for your family, for yourself, and see what happens. You never know. My books also, I've been requested to turn them into a sitcom, Casey. So I might be on TV next year with Why Animals Sleep So Close to the Road. I told you, you are so much more than a writer. (laughs) You are an entertainer, and we wish you the best. Thank you so much. If you'd like a copy of Susan's book, Teenagers and Toddlers Are Trying to Kill Me, email me at caseyradio at gmail.com or connect at caseyradio.com. Next, grab a pencil and get ready to make some math magic. 
This is the Health and Happiness Show with Casey on 100.7 WHUD. If you have a question or need more information about things you've heard on the show, email kcradio at gmail.com. The Health and Happiness Show. Information, fun, and inspiration. does an award-winning Hudson Valley Hospital get even better? It teams up with the number one hospital in New York. Hudson Valley Hospital is now part of New York Presbyterian, and with our new name comes new possibilities. New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital now has expanded clinical services previously not available in the Hudson Valley, and easy access to the expertise and resources of New York Presbyterian in Manhattan. Visit nyp.org slash Hudson Valley to learn more about the amazing things happening here. Have alcohol or drug dependence made your life or the life of someone you love unmanageable? For more than 100 years, St. Christopher's Inn has been the place where men in crisis find hope. Located in Garrison, New York, St. Christopher's Inn is a residential shelter and substance abuse treatment center where no man is turned away because of race, religion, or ability to pay. If you or someone you know needs to find a way out of addiction, call us at 800-424-0027 or or visit our website at stchristophersinn.org. Hi, I'm Nick Jonas, and I'm here to tell you about Think It Up, a new initiative that will activate student-powered, teacher-led learning projects. Think It Up empowers students to work together with their teachers to design projects harnessing their passions. Let's support the students and teachers whose work today will innovate our world tomorrow. Students and teachers, how can you spark great learning experiences in your classrooms? Think It Up. Join us at thinkitup.org. Today... Bullies aren't just in the hallways at school or on the playground. Now, cyberbullies can taunt your child with texts, posts, and videos any time of day through mobile devices and computers. If your child is being bullied, they may feel helpless, have difficulty sleeping, skip school, or even run away from home. Talk to your child about what they are going through and let them know they are not alone. For help, call the National Runaway Switchboard at 1-800-RUNAWAY or visit 1-800-RUNAWAY.org. We were rolling down this road in Anbar Province. Three personnel carriers with 16 of us on board. All of a sudden, there's, there's a huge explosion. We knew right away it, it was an IED. The first vehicle got, got wasted, and those guys took a, a huge hit. Then we started taking sniper fire and RPGs from the hills. In today's military, women face the same dangers as men. It's pretty amazing. We made it out alive. But when they come home, women veterans confront a whole different set of challenges, like unique health care issues, or not receiving respect or even acknowledgement for serving in harm's way. DAV understands the problems women veterans face, and we can help. Many DAV advisors are female veterans. They've been there, and they're ready to provide expert guidance. DAV fights to get you the health, disability, and financial benefits you were promised and earned. If you're a veteran, visit DAV.org for free help. Hi, it's Casey. Grab a pencil. We are going to play some math games. Meet Arthur Benjamin. He holds a Ph.D. from John Hopkins, and he celebrates the magic in math. In fact, The Magic of Math is the title of his new book. 
You make it seem so fun, Benjamin. I wish I could celebrate with you. But Math and I have always had a difficult relationship. Oh, that's too bad. That's too bad. It can be so much fun once you once you make friends with it. All right. The magic of math, solving for X and figuring out Y, Arthur Benjamin, this beautiful, fantastic book is going to make a lot of people very happy. When did you first fall in love with math? You know, I think I was born to love numbers. For as long as I can remember, I've been somewhat of a, uh, a mathematical nut. Um, but I also enjoyed entertaining and showing off. And I, I did magic as a kid. And uh, in high school, I did magic shows for children's parties. I was the great Benjamini performing throughout <laughs> Cleveland. And then as I started doing shows for older audiences, my, my father said, why don't you put some of those number uh, talents that you've developed into the show? And to, much to my surprise, it got a huge reaction, and I've been entertaining as a mathemagician ever since. I mean, I'm also a college professor, but my... Uh, my other job is mathemagician. Mathemagician. I know you've given TED Talks and uh, you've been called America's best math whiz. When did you find the magic in math and who pointed it out to you? Oh, boy. You know, I think the numbers just pointed the way themselves. What I loved was that you could take a problem and do it lots and lots of different ways. But if, and if you were careful, you'd always get the same answer. And I, I just found that consistency of math to be just absolutely beautiful, and I still do today. For people who struggle with the concept of math, is there any tip or phrase or direction mm-hmm. you could mm-hmm. point them in to make well, life know, easier? I, I like the word you just used, direction, because the main problem we have with doing math, especially in your head, is that we do it in the wrong direction. On paper, we do the math from right to left. Right? We do the ones digit, the tens digit, the hundreds digit, and so on. But if you want to do the math in your head, then I say you can and should do it from left to right. I mean, we read numbers left to right. We pronounce numbers left to right. We say 123, not 3 and 20 and 100. And with a little practice, you can and should calculate left to right. And in the first chapter of my book, I teach you about the magic of numbers and, among other things, how to improve your ability to work with numbers mentally and otherwise. After that, we go on to higher math like algebra, geometry, and fun stuff like the mysteries of pi and infinity. You know, I wish I could ask intelligent questions, but I'm terrified of math, and I don't understand much of this book, but I'm so glad you (laughs) wrote it, because it's going to help people just like me. Well, here, let's let's do an example, okay? So here, I want want to put you on the spot. I want your listeners to try this, too. I want you to think of a number between 1 and 10. Okay, you can think of a a bigger number, but make it simple. Think of a number between 1 and 10. Now, I want you to double that number. Uh Now, I want you to add 10 to it. Uh-huh. Now I want you to divide by two. That's the hard part. Uh-huh. Now I want you to subtract the number that you originally started with. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. And if my mental powers are working this morning, you're thinking of the number five. That's the number I just wrote down. Yeah. How'd you do that? 
Yeah, I see. Now, now, first of all, I got you to ask, how'd you do that? I mean, that's what a magician hears all the time, and the magician never reveals their secrets. But the mathemagician or mathematician will reveal the secret, and that because the secret's just as interesting as the trick. What I just did for you was simple algebra, and I'm going to try and explain it to you on the air. So I don't know what number you originally started with. Let's call it N for number. And that's the whole idea of algebra is you're using, you know, you're using a letter, a variable, to represent an unknown quantity. And so here, you, you started with the number N. Then what did I ask you to do? I said, double, double it. it. Yeah, so now you have 2N. And then what did I say? Add, Add 10. 10. Yeah, so now you have 2N plus 10. And then I said, divide it by 2. And that now, when I take half of those things, I now have N plus 5. That's where the 5 shows up. And finally, I said, now subtract the number you started with. And we all started with the number N. And now the N's disappear, and you're just left with 5. So here in just one minute, I've shown you, you know, I've introduced algebra to you and, and how to do some of the important manipulations. And that's my goal in this book is to show people that you can introduce math, you can present math in a entertaining, magical way that'll make you actually like the subject. I mean, my goal is not just for you to learn the math and see where to use it. I also want you to love the math. That's just as important a goal to me. Do it again, Arthur Benjamin. Do it again. <laughs> okay, here's another one. Here's another one. Okay. I, th- I think of a number, a two-digit number this time. Let's say uh, between uh, 20 and 50. It could be between 20 and 100, but we're on the air. So okay. think of a number between 20 and 50. Now, whatever n- number you're thinking of, add those digits together. Yep. Like if you're thinking of 42, now 4 plus 2 is 6. Gotcha. Okay. Now subtract that total from your original number. Okay, okay. hold on. Yep. Uh-huh. You now have a new two-digit number that even you didn't know you'd be thinking about. Right. And now I want you to add the digits of that number together. Uh-huh. And my mental powers tell me that you're thinking of the number nine. Yes, I am. Yes. And again, I have a whole chapter, chapter three, <laughs> devoted to the magic of nine. For me, that was the most magical number as a kid. And um, I'm still entranced by its property. Oh, that's so cool. Arthur Benjamin is our guest. The Magic of Math is his book that is so informative and entertaining. I want to ask you this. Have you heard of the Common Core? Uh, sure. Sure. The, the Common Core struggles we're yeah. having here in New York. Yeah, you know, I, and I, and I people people struggle with it partly because um, they're asking you to do some some problems in new and different ways, and and it's natural for people to say, "What's wrong with the way that I learned how to solve it decades ago?" You know, what what what's what are these new methods? And I think what one of the things that Common Core is trying to show you is multiple ways of solving a problem, and not. You know, and that there, and that some problems are better done using different tools. I'll give you an example. If I ask you to subtract, um, you know, seven uh, something seven hundred ninety six from some big number, right. now that could be a messy thing to do on paper. But if you say, wait a second, why don't I subtract eight hundred? Because that's easy. Right. And now I'll add back four because that's easy. We now have the answer. You know, now of course you could say, well, I didn't need to know that method. My old method would have worked just as well. Yes, but in you know. For this number, um, this other method work, works a little better. Okay. And so I, I just think it, it gives you, the goal of the Common Core is to turn people 
into more confident problem solvers than they were before. I think it's got the best of intentions. Unfortunately, anything can be killed by over-testing and, you know, taking the joy out of the subject. So it's up to the teachers to maintain, to make sure that the, the subject is still taught in an engaging way. Arthur Benjamin is the guest. Do you discover new math magic or is everything pretty much out there? Oh, you know, there still are new things that are discovered every year. I'm a, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not, even though math is a very old subject, uh, uh, new things are discovered discovered all the time. Here, here's one that's not so new, but you might enjoy. Okay. Um, I want you to give me a birth date. If you're willing, you can give me your own birth date, including the year, or you can give me somebody else's birth date. And I'll tell you it's day of the week. Okay. What year would you like me to do? March 7th, 19. 19- 67. 1967, March 7th, was a Tuesday. How do you know it? Yeah, mathematics. It's all, the calendar is a mathematical object. It is, uh, you know, it follows a regular pattern. And you know how your birthday typically goes up by a day each year, except for those pesky leap years. That's a mathematical property. And uh, I use a little formula that's very easy to use with a little practice that will tell you instantly the day of the week for this year, for next year, for your birthday, going back into history or way in the future. Um, it's just, again, it's, a, it's an application of the powers of mathematics. And they don't teach you this stuff in school, but they should because it's easy and fun. Oh, wow. This, this should be a class that everyone must take. We, and we do. We take 12 years of mathematics in, in school. Why don't we spare a little bit of time, you know, uh, cut out some of the stuff that can Computers can do so much better than us right now, and it, you know, put in some stuff that's that's simply beautiful or excites the mind. I mean, e- either because it's got a great application to do problems that you want to solve today, or you know, just something that's cool, something that's mind blowing. You know, yeah. like music. We don't learn music because of its applications, even though it has some applications. We learn it and we see, we we enjoy it just because it's beautiful and it excites the mind. And math can do that too if you open your mind to it. Perfect. All right. Where can people find out more about you? Well, um, you can Google my name, Arthur Benjamin. I'm a professor of mathematics at Harvey Mudd College in California. I teach in the math department there. Or you could simply Google the magic of math and you'll find me. Arthur Benjamin. The Magic of Math is a beautiful hardcover book. It's filled with games and irrational numbers. If you'd like a copy, email me at caseyradio at gmail.com or comment at caseyradio.com. Now, a shout out for my home city, Peekskill, New York. The Peekskill tree lighting ceremony will be held Saturday, December 5th from 4 till 6, and there will be toys for the kids, thanks to one man who has made charity his life's work. Richard Sonato has created Love Holds Life, an organization that raises money and gives it away. Love Holds Life. You may meet Richard out and about in the community, always asking for money for someone in need. And with this being the holiday season, maybe you want to give him a hand 
with the event coming up Saturday next in Peekskill. We still have some time left to collect toys. They can bring toys to the event, so we can uh, include in our donations. And also, we are going to be holding a check presentation for Eliza Thomas. She is a 16-year-old girl and a resident of Westchester County, and she just got done fighting Hodgkin's lymphoma. So we're going to be doing a check presentation for that family. So it would be awesome to have our listeners go onto our website, lhlny.org. L-H-L-N-Y for New York. Right. .org. And we would love for the listeners to go online and make a contribution. And 100% of their contribution will go towards the check presentation uh, that we are going to give Eliza Thomas on that uh, December 5th. Wonderful. Eliza's well. And what town is she from? She's from Yonkers, New York. We send good wishes to her and to Richard Sonato of Love Holds Life. Find out more at LHLNY.org. Shine on and have a great weekend. And I leave you with a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you and to give thanks continuously. And because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. See you next week. You've been listening to the Health and Happiness Show with Casey. The content of the Health and Happiness Show is intended for general information purposes only. The Health and Happiness Show is a presentation of the New York Presbyterian Hudson Valley Hospital Center. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at caseyradio.com. Join Casey for another edition of the Health and Happiness Show next Sunday morning on 100.7 WHUD. 